0: believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
1: Welcome to For Zion's Sake. It's a delight to be with you. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley,
2: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
1: Well, we're concluding another week, and it's been eventful because we've been talking about the feasts of the Lord, the appointed times of the Lord. And this week we focused on the final appointed time, the seventh one, which is the Feast of Tabernacles, which is also called the Feast of Ingathering or the Feast of Booths. And we spoke that the fall feasts are in the seventh month on the Hebrew calendar, and seven is a number that means completeness and fullness. And the Feast of Tabernacles is the final appointed time of the Lord. And as we said over the course of this week, It's a feast or an appointed time of the Lord that looks back and it recalls the grace and the mercy and the compassion of God in taking our people through the 40 years in the wilderness. And it also has a prophetic view because this is the only appointed time that has not yet been fulfilled by Jesus, but it will. So it's a very joyous time looking and seeking that which will come in the future. And we talked about the feast days with the priest going to the Pool of Siloam and taking water in a gold pitcher and pouring it onto the basin near the offering. And we know that in Isaiah 12.3 it says, With joy you shall drink, draw water out of the wells of salvation. And the priest would pour the water and the people would be so joyous and uh, worshipful that it says in Psalm 118, one of the Hallel Psalms, We beseech Thee, O Lord, save now. We beseech Thee, O Lord, make us now to prosper. And on the last day of the feast, which is called Hoshana Rabbah, we brought out the fact that perhaps just as the water was being poured by the offering, a voice came forth, that voice was Jesus, and He said, If any man is thirsty, let him come to Me and drink. He who believes in Me, the Scripture said, from his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. And then immediately after that, we read in the text, John seven thirty eight. But this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So water, in the Old Covenant, was so often a picture of the Spirit. And you know what's interesting as we bring this, pro, uh, this week's teaching to a close that water being the Spirit we really need to see that we in this day and age when there's so much difficulty and so many problems coming down our way we need to be men and women filled with the Spirit. I just want to point out in Luke in Luke chapter 24 when Jesus was on the earth for the 40 days The disciples were shattered. They didn't realize that uh, he was going to be resurrected, even though there were hints of it. But when they met on the road to Emmaus, Jesus was speaking to them. And all of a sudden he spoke to them and said, "'O foolish men and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken! Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter his glory?' And beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in the scriptures. What a privilege it was to hear right from the master's mouth of the scriptures pertaining to him. Then he said to all the disciples, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. You'd think that would be enough, Junie. That would be, what more can anybody want? But there was something more, and that's what Jesus was speaking about in John 7, verses 36, 37, and 38, that the Spirit was necessary to complete one's life in the Lord. And it says, And behold, in chapter 24 of Luke, Behold, I am sending forth the promise of my Father upon you, but you are to stay in the city until you be endued or clothed with power from on high. The issue of the Feast of Tabernacles, really because of the events that took place the day that Jesus spoke those words, the necessity of being filled with the Spirit is so essential now more than any other time in history because we're either going to be led by our flesh or led by our Spirit. So the Feast of Tabernacles points up the necessity of being in the Spirit on the Lord's day.
2: It also is a time when Jesus said, If anyone is thirsty, let him come and drink from the wells of salvation, from the waters of life. And our prayer, Shelley, is that our listeners and you and I would become thirsty for the Lord. There were lights that will lit up during the Feast of Tabernacles. And that was the time, too, that Jesus said, I am the light of the world. So the the Holy Spirit, water, and light is so important. It's a time of ingathering. And our people make sukkahs or um, booths, and they eat the harvest that they bring in and rejoice for um, the faithfulness of the Lord. And one day, our people Israel will know that the Lord himself is Jesus. He is not only the Son of God, but he is the Lord God of Israel, the King of the
1: Jews. I think it would be good, as we come to a close of this program, to read the scriptures that are, at least in part, going to be read in the synagogue this week. And one of the portions of Scripture that they are going to read is Zechariah chapter 14. And if you have your Bible, read along with us, because it's quite important. Behold, a day is coming for the Lord when the spoil taken from you will be divided among you. For I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city will be captured, the houses plundered, the women ravished, and half of the city exiled, but the rest of the people will not be cut off from the city." Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as when he fights on a day of battle. And in that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which is in front of Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives will be split in its middle from east to west by a very large valley, so that half of the mountain will move toward the north and the other half toward the south. And you will flee by the valley of my mountains, for the valley of the mountains will reach to Azel, Yes, you will flee just as you fled before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. Then the Lord my God will come and all the holy ones with him. And it will come about in that day that there will be no light, the luminaries will dwindle. For it will be a unique day which is known to the Lord, neither day nor night, but it will come about that at evening time there will be light. And it will come about in that day that living waters will flow out of Jerusalem, half of them toward the eastern sea and the other half toward the western sea, and it will be in summer as well as in winter. And the Lord will be king over all the earth in that day. The Lord will be the only one, and his name the only one. All the land will be changed into a plain from Geba to Ramon, south of Jerusalem, but Jerusalem will rise and remain on its site from Benjamin's gate as far as the place of the first gate to the corner gate and from the tower of Hananel to the king's winepresses. And people will live in it, and there will be no more curse, for Jerusalem will dwell in security. Now this will be the plague with which the Lord will strike all the peoples who have gone to war against Jerusalem. Their flesh will rot while they stand on their feet, their eyes will rot in their sockets, and their tongue will rot in their mouth. And it will come about in that day that a great panic from the Lord will fall on them, and they will seize one another's hand, and the hand of one will be lifted against the hand of the other." And Judah will also fight at Jerusalem, and the wealth of all the surrounding nations will be gathered gold and silver and garments in great abundance. Verse 16 Then it will come about that any who are left of all the nations that went against Jerusalem will go up from year to year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to celebrate the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Tabernacles. And it will be that whichever of the families of the earth does not go up to Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, there will be no rain on them. And if the family of Egypt does not go up or enter, then no rain will fall on them. It will be the plague with which the Lord smites the nations who do not go up to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. This will be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all the nations who do not go up to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. In that day... There will be inscribed on the bells of the horses, holy to the Lord, and the cooking pots in the Lord's house will be like the bowls before the altar. And every cooking pot in Jerusalem and in Judah will be holy to the Lord of hosts, and all who sacrifice will come and take of them and boil in them, and there will no longer be a Canaanite in the house of the Lord of hosts in that day. I'm reading this, or I should say I read it, that you could get a burden for our people Israel. They'll be sitting in synagogue and be reading these scriptures, and because of the blindness that's still on their eyes, they will not understand that this is a prophetic view, that one day in Israel it will be inscribed on their horses, Holy to the Lord, and all the cooking pots in Jerusalem will be holy to the Lord of hosts, because Israel will be redeemed. And we will see the reality of the Feast of Tabernacles when all nations, many of whom are now against Israel, will be called to come up to worship and praise the Lord on the Feast of Tabernacles. And God will punish those nations that don't come up. So we're seeing we are so close to this happening. We are living in the end days and we have to look forward to the Feast of Tabernacles. When there'll be a ingathering, that's another feast for the feast of Tabernacles, the great feast of ingathering. So we're just appealing to you: be in prayer for our kinsmen who still have blinders on their eyes. But the day is rapidly approaching that God is going to reveal Himself to our people. And the kingdom of God will be established when the fullness of the Gentiles comes in. And as the word says in Romans eleven twenty six, and all Israel shall be saved. So I pray that you have this eternal perspective in your mind and you would be an intercessor for our Jewish kinsmen. Well, we want to identify ourselves with our people and we want to recite the Shema. And if you know it, join in with us and say it from your heart. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu
2: Adonai Echad Hear O Israel the Lord
1: our God
2: the Lord he is one
1: Father we thank you Lord and I pray that every one of our listeners will be able to look forward with anticipation and understand the depths of the meeting the meaning of the Feast of Tabernacles and Jesus will come and fulfill it. And all nations shall come to Jerusalem to worship and praise you. And we pray this in the hearts of every one of our people. In Jesus' name. Amen.
0: amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252,